Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Random Encounters, where I, Nick McGill, and Matt McGill, we pick a random monster manual and pick a random monster and we talk about it. Now, there's some exciting news I want everyone to know about. The first one is it will be a bit dated by the time you hear this, but it, it is a Kickstarter that will probably be done by the time you hear this, but you can go and buy it. Cobalt Press, as you know, we're big fans of Cobalt Press here at Random Encounters. They are putting out a Tome of Beasts 2. Very exciting. Can't wait. I've already backed it. And a little preview. The backers get emails of like previews of the monsters. And the one that I will tell you that we got so far was the zombie dragon. That two, two notable characteristics. It When a, a dragon becomes a zombie, its blood instantly turns into poisonous sludge and its breath weapon if a living creature is killed by it they instantly become a zombie so that's the kind of cool stuff that you can expect from cobalt press but as standard listeners of this podcast you know how cool cobalt press is the second little brief note is that the feckless moms audio network is now available in instagram or on instagram i suppose and uh, you can find us there for, for news and updates and postings of episodes every week. You'll find all of the shows there and any new developments if and when they come. So I hope you follow us there. If you're on the grams, we're looking into do, begrudgingly doing Facebook. But it, if, in order to get some aspects of Instagram, I need to be on Facebook because Facebook rules the world. And I, it makes me sad. Other than that, however, we are here to do more random monsters from a random monster manual. This week, oh, before I get into it, Matt, do you have any, any housekeeping, anything you want to talk about? No, no, oh. no monsters, no new anything. No, nothing. Okay. No. All right. Then we are going to go for the Pathfinder Bestiary. It is number one, but is it is their second edition. It's the most recent one that they put out, and I will open it up to... Page 301. 301. And this is one of those that we are going to more and more often see where, Matt, you're just, you're not going to get the name. Yep. It is a slurk. Okay. S-L-U-R-K. That would have been my fourth guess. Your fourth guess. Uh, do you want to tell us your first three guesses? Slark. Mm-hmm. Slirk. Mm-hmm. And Gary. <laughs> I, I would have been happiest with Gary. Yeah. But no, it's a slurk. The slurk is a sticky, tusked frog beast found in underground lairs and caves. It has two massive tusks, which it uses to gore prey and tangle with rival slurks. With the slurk's natural ability to climb walls and cling effortlessly to ceilings, it can be easy for unwary cave explorers to end up on the wrong end of the beast's formidable ivory tusks. And there's a bit more, but we can we can talk about sure. them. These are neutral medium animals. It's okay. a it's a two. It's a it's a CR of two, but it's a medium sized creature, so it's like it's human size, human, yeah. but but as a frog, like it, they have a wider footprint, so they probably fill up that five that five by five square as opposed to Absolutely. a human just standing up in it. They're pretty cool. Here's here's what they look like. They've got they've got the the tusks. They've got these kind of Okay. I know there are frogs out there that have that 
almost like the eyebrow, like pointy things above the eyebrow, above the eyebrow ridges. Yep, almost like a horn toad. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what it is. Interesting. Yeah, I. For some reason, I was thinking of something a bit more humanoid. Oh, okay. But like a cavey, cavey froggy person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There is a whole a playable race that's like a frog person, and I can't remember oh, what it is. Oh, now. the bullywug. Is that what it is? Might be. I don't know if they're playable. They might be playable in five. But yeah, I I know that they're they're certainly a. You know what? They might be playable. I don't know. <laughs> we just went all the um, way around the, all the world. On full that circle one. on that. Yeah. Okay. These guys are pretty cool. Yeah. Though. They understand Draconic, can't speak it. Okay. They have a, let's see, what you would expect, an acrobatics plus six, a plus eight to escape, plus eight to athletics, plus five to stealth. I would, that would be a very circumstantial stealth, though. I would imagine that's, you know, it's still a large frog. Yeah, and if you find one out of a cave... I guess you would just up the DC. That's all. It's not. Yeah, it's not a circumstantial probably. thing. Yeah, as yeah. the as the DM, you would up the DC. A little sidebar here: slurk riding. There you go. A willing or broken slurk can be used as a mount by a creature at least one size smaller than the slurk. So, so your standard party, unless we've like a halfling or a gnome, yeah. wouldn't be able to ride this thing. A slurk's back slime grants its rider a plus two circumstance bonus against any attempts to physically dismount the rider. That's kind of cool. I mean, so, now, so the slime keeps it on? So it's a sticky slime. It's not okay. a slippery slime. Yeah. Interesting. I know I've mentioned the I know I've mentioned the books before, but Jonathan French's Autumn's Fall saga has a toad riding gnome. And he's one of my favorite characters of all fantasy. He's very, very, a very enjoyable character. Check his stuff out. Really good stuff. Let's see. They, okay. So they have a, a speed of 30, a climb of 30. Their tusks are plus, plus 11. Okay. Deadly 1d10. Do you know deadly? No. As... That might be a new. Okay. So Pathfinder 2, it looks like it's new to second edition. So it's so deadly that on a crit, you add that additional die of damage oh so you process the crit accordingly and then add what is it a d10 when you crit on those tusks that's cool Uh, it has a ranged attack as well called slime squirt it's a plus nine range increment of 30 feet effect is entangling slime which is a creature struck by a slurk's slime squirt struck by a slurk's slime squirt that's my new password. Becomes clumsy one and takes a negative five foot penalty to speed for one hour or Jesus. until the slime is removed. Clumsy one. Is that a new new uh, yeah, trait as well? Yep. Yeah. That sounds like uh, Pathfinder Tijuana edition. Yeah, they are. They, they are. They're going ham on all of their new stuff in here. The slime can be removed with a total of three interact actions. Yep. By the entangled creature or creatures adjacent to the creature. These actions don't need to be consecutive or made by the same creature. So interact, you said they just get three actions, period. Yes. So there's an interact, there's a move, there's, I'm assuming, an attack or something. It's just three actions. So you can spend your entire turn doing it or you can, you know, you can use two actions and have Mm -hmm. somebody else come over, it sounds like. 
So, so I wonder why they're so specific. Of, I mean, there must be instances where it is specific that it's an interact action or something. Why wouldn't they just say use three actions? That I'm not really sure. Meaning you can't attack it, but... I mean, is that really necessary? I don't know. That's interesting. I guess we need to, to bone up on um, yeah. on Pathfinder 2, second edition. And the final little tidbit here, belly grease. The slurk extrudes a slippery grease from its ventral glands to coat the floor under it and in a five-foot emanation, turning the affected area into uneven ground for 10 minutes, after which it dries to a putrid crust. Sounds like high school. Gross. The DC to balance across the slime is 18. And a sock. And a, a tube sock. sock. A tube sock, yeah. <laughs> Unsavory. So there's there are a couple more paragraphs, but let's 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 talk slurk here. Yeah. Would you let's see, a halfling halfling paladin, would you allow for a fine steed for this? What is it? Summon steed? Summon yeah, some like well, it's it's paladin, right? They get they yep. can summon a steed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on the the campaign and like where it where it's taking place oh. and whatnot. But, Thematically, yeah. sure. Yeah, if and to be perfectly honest, I think we're both in the same camp. If you can provide me a good enough reason, mm-hmm. you can do damn near anything. You explain it away, and 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 you've got me in your hand. That's yeah. fine. I don't. They don't seem. That OP? No. No. Unless your paladin is trying to use it basically like a ranger's pet. Unless they abuse the power of having the slurk, essentially. It becomes less a steed and more an extra combat. A minion, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, which I guess if if you tweak the rules a little bit and make it because I believe that with a, a summon steed for a paladin in general, like if it dies, you just summon a new one. Yeah. But if you want this thing in combat, like this is your steed, and if it dies, yeah. then sorry, you're you walking. Can, you can make it magically go away and summon it again as long as it's alive. But but there there has to be some balance. There has to be yeah. some trade to have this thing be a, a regular part of your party. Is is there a level cap in terms of when you can? summon a steed as a paladin do you have to be like level five level oh what three, level yeah where does that come in um that's a good question i've because, never actually played a pally so i mean that could that could help kind of balance things out a little bit you're looking at a cr2 creature and obviously there would be a um, a progression anyway i mean it would level up oh interesting okay however yeah. if you can't summon this until Say level five. Oh, and then it's just not worth it to use it as a a, a, a fighter in exactly. your party. Okay, got it, got it. Exactly. You know, you could. It's there to do some damage if if you need to, or to provide you know some belly grease or whatever. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Belly grease. Yep. But maybe it's not going to be that frontline tank that you might think it would if if you were like a ranger with a, a bear companion or something like that. Yeah, it ultimately depends on on your level capping. It's a second level spell. Okay. Unique to paladins, takes 10 minutes to cast, so it's technically a ritual. So I guess the 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 big question is when do paladins they get, get access level. to second level? Yeah. I want to say it's at least 3 or 4, right? I'm assuming so. Nobody nobody gets at the level of spell, exactly. you know. 
trying to think if it's two up. Fifth. It's fifth, oh, fifth level. level. Yeah, they okay. get access to two spell slots. So if that's the case, yeah, I think that would be that would be all right. Yeah, you're just saying in terms of of letting them use the slurk in it, general. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But if they want to, if they try to keep it around, do you do you impose that penalty in the sense of of well, if this is a party member now then if this is a now a party member, then it has to obey the same rules. It has to live by the same rules. Yeah, I might even put a almost a time limit on it. If mm. you know, it's one of those weird kind of eighties movie tropes where if you stay in the this plane too long you become of this plane or something. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So if you're not using the slurk as a steed for X number of minutes or hours or yeah. or or even uh encounters yep. let's say then then it is it can't go back exactly yeah. exactly yeah. and you you know you would lose that spell per you, se. or you could oh. you could use that spell but hmm. yeah but it would it would have to there would be something along the lines of you can only summon this next creature for this encounter. It'd almost be like a summon monster. Yeah, it would that's... Turn from, yeah, from summon steed to summon monster or something along those lines. It's getting... It's it's a lot more convoluted than I thought. Yeah. Because you're, you're hindering your... You're hindering your pally yep. by not giving them that spell. That being said, they now have another s- slot, slot to do something for, else. for yeah. level two, so it's not that bad. Exactly. And maybe if you're if you're nice enough and you tweak it a little bit maybe you give them they they find a smith who can do armor or something for it you know sure. like like steel caps on the end of the tusks and 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 i don't know like leather armor but yeah, then exactly. but then you lose that plus 2 circumstance bonus but he does have a better ac yep toss up i like that i like that idea of tweaking it enough that it's not it doesn't feel like just a penalty yep. that there are a variety of trade-offs, you know. Absolutely, yeah. There's there's a reason you would do this as opposed to just bouncing back and forth with a different steed. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. There, there, there would be a reason there, for sure. And it's and it's just, I mean, it's just cooler than a horse. Well, that's it too. I mean, it would it would almost prompt your the player that's playing said paladin to maybe flip through a monster manual. Or look mm. something up online and mm. say, okay, I could be a, a halfling riding a wolf or a halfling riding a, a miniature horse or something like that. Yeah. Or I could be a halfling riding a slurk. Yeah. And 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 is the is the tweak worth it? Because if you're like, I don't know, if you're if you're in a a forest campaign having a slurk around at all times probably okay but if you're doing sure. a lot of city stuff kind of a pain in the precisely, butt precisely unless yeah. you're doing a lot of sewer work in that sure yeah that would be cool yeah. but yeah i agree it's it is a circumstantial thing and maybe something you would talk to that player about and say listen you guys are going to be you know in basically in and out of inns and taverns mm. and you know it, it's like a city espionage thing and sure I, that's really no place for this kind of creature. You can do it, but there will be penalties. For sure, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, and even um, you could set an entire campaign in Waterdeep. Like Waterdeep is big enough. You could sure. have a whole city thing going on. There. Absolutely. So some more info on the Slurk itself. Slurks exude two different types of foul-smelling secretions from their pale white skin. Large pustules on the slurk's back drip a sticky resin-like slime that quickly hardens upon exposure to air. By flexing its skin, the slurk can burst these pustules in the direction of intruders. So Cute. that is our slime squirt. Yep. Oh, that's unsavory. God. Uh, covering its foes in sticky goo and severely limiting their ability to withstand the monster's other attacks. For nine ninety nine a minute. For <laughs> including the effects of its other secretion. Which is, is that the entangling? No. That's the, no, the slime squirt is the entangling belly grease? slime. The belly grease, that's just like that's just the surface terrain. though, yeah. Hmm. Oh, it makes them clumsy. Ah. That's it. The gotcha. clumsy, that makes sense. Slurks are thought to be descendants of a failed dwarven attempt to domesticate and breed large subterranean frogs as food and labor animals. Despite this apparent failure, slurks are often befriended by others who live underground. The sticky frog beasts have proven extremely desirable to kobolds, who now domesticate and train slurks as powerful mounts and guardians. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, what better way? You're in the, you're in a dragon campaign. You, you're obviously the weenies are going to be kobolds. Sure. You know that, but. In front, uh, no, I guess it would be behind the the pike kobolds, and behind the archer kobolds are the slurk riding kobolds, the cavalry that nobody expected at all. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yep, I like that. That that's really cool. Makes me wonder what kind of creatures humans failed to domesticate that are now a novelty. A, a novelty. Are you talking about just angry? Guinea pigs or something? Are you talking about in in a D and D world? Oh or, yeah, or yeah, in real life. No, just in a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it would be something domesticated for for protection or food. Yeah, maybe the owl bear. I think the owl bear has like an, an has no no actual. I think that's origin, right? Yeah, I think that's something. Let me see what Pathfinder has to say about the owl bear. Unless they didn't do an owl bear for for this edition, which would be very surprising. Oh, there it is, adorable. Um, let's see. Man, their version of the owl bear looks like it should just be like reading you a book. <laughs> he's he's cute, right? Yeah. Hire him for a nanny. Oh, snowy owl bears. Ter- Snowy owlbears trade their terrifying screech for amazing stealth and the learned ability to erupt from the snow to take prey by surprise. Okay. <laughs> Although incredibly rare, some owlbears have retained a limited form of flight, allowing them to glide almost 20 feet for every foot of height descended. So that means owlbears have hollow bones? Terrifyingly, these gliding owlbears are entirely silent while descending on their prey. They have to have owl, bo- their owl- they have to have hollow bones, right? Yeah. If they can fly, then yeah. Okay, here we go. Although their origin is lost to time, owlbears are assumed to be the result of a magical experiment to make a more cunning predator. They wanted to make a xenomorph, and they made an owlbear. Yeah. Wayland yutani messed up and made owlbears. <laughs> Back to the slurk, however. Yes. 
don't know. You got anything else on the Slurk? They're pretty cool. They are. They're very cool. I like the different kind of the different uses for the Slurk. It's not just a monster. It's also something you can quote unquote domesticate. You can mm. use as a mount. You can use it as a positive part of your campaign mm-hmm. as opposed to just an enemy. So that's yeah. really cool. It's kind of utility for the for the DM to put wherever they they would want to. I yeah. mean, you obviously want to put it where you would find a frog in some rough idea, yep. you know. You're not going to unless maybe you find like a horny toad version of it in the desert. That would be kind of cool too. That would you know? be for sure. Or or a poison dart version in the in the the jungle. The jungle, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of possibilities there and it I especially like the creatures and the monsters that you can use in place of, you know, just a uh, a horse, a pack animal, or a, yeah. or just in in place of a, you know, a standard monster that you mm-hmm. would see. Yeah, you know, it's not just a a kobold that is riding, uh, you know, an angry goat goat or uh yeah a, a should we do a goat in the first round of of a random goat comma giant yes. yeah that's it yeah yeah there yeah. we go yep i remember that yeah they're they're cool they're they're not i wouldn't say they're as they're certainly not as limiting as some of the other stuff that we've seen but they're not they're not so hooky oh yeah not that we need to, a hooky monster every single time you know they have yep. their place and there's enough there's enough cool there that I think I think it, it would make for a nice surprise for your players to fight against or say say a PC joins them in battle and rides this thing and they yep. get to see like the, the squirt and you can describe the the breaking of the pustule as it flexes its skin. Like yeah. there's there's cool stuff there for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a good background singer. Yeah, exactly. It's support. Yep. Yeah. So at how many how many large pustule back pustules would you give this? First of all, I knew you, you were knew gonna it. say yeah. pustules. Because of its lack of a real hook, I'm gonna have to go with like a four. Really that low? Yeah. I mean there's because it's it's purely support. Yeah. But you I know, think there's enough uniqueness there. It's cool for yeah. sure. Maybe a five, but I wouldn't I, go above that. I was thinking five. You know, I think we could yeah. give a give it a five. It's fairly average. Yeah, I th- I think you really gotta even just one one hook gets you into the six and above. Yeah. But this is this is cool set dressing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can. It's it's a very cool reskin. I like the abilities for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely something you can play around with. And hopefully if you have a PC using it, they definitely, they read up on it. And they know yeah. exactly what this can do and show a lot of that in, in combat and, and whatnot. Oh, but, yeah. I I would be super disappointed if a PC came to me asking, hey, can I have the slurk for a mount? And they then they just don't really then they use it. You know, they don't know the what slurk. it's for. Yeah. yeah. Then you just want a riding toad and... You know. Yep. Exactly. But again, then there's that balance of when do you give them the cutoff and and when sure. do you figure it out. But but that's that is the best kind of conversation to have oh, yeah. with your player is how how can I make this work for you while it still works for me? Yeah. Basically, you know. How that's, can we keep this going without it breaking the campaign and 
you know, making you so so overpowered that nobody else is having fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've heard I've heard stories of of kind of off the cuff gifts to your your players that just end up just shooting you in the foot and yep. it's just the worst. So this would be this certainly unless I don't know, I could I could see you giving it to a player as Kind of, you know, like if you're doling out magic items, you oh, know, yeah. this could be could be theirs. That is what your paladin receives after you defeat the kobolds in that underground oh, sure. layer. Sure. Or your ranger, for that matter. Or, yeah, that's You know, true. there's no reason it couldn't be a ranger's pet now that we think about yep. it. Especially if you kill off the ranger's uh, familiar there, or uh, animal oh, companion. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be hard. Then you upgrade. Yeah. The the other, the, the first one was, was literally just a frog. Yes. <laughs> the, yeah. The worst animal yes. companion ever. <laughs> okay, I think that's it for the slurk. Thank you so much for listening to Random Encounters. We will be back next week with another random monster from a random monster manual. In the meantime, head on over to iTunes, give us those five stars and a review. That would be awesome. If you want to know what monster manuals we're pulling from, head on over to fecklessmomes.com. Click on to the Random Encounters page, and you got the whole list there. If you have any of the monster manuals, you want us to pull a specific one and talk about it, let us know. Momes at fecklessmomes.com or back to the Feckless Momes homepage. We have a little contact sheet right there. Let us know. Or just let us know how you feel about the show. What, what could we be doing different? What would you do differently with the Slurk or the owl bear or anything else or whatever Matt's going to talk about next week? So do that for a week and then come on back. We'll talk to you 